0: If you're a fan of the kids' space force, or dogs, this week's episode is for you. Stay tuned.
1: Professor Theo's Mystery Lab.
0: I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in lovely, wondrous downtown Splendid, West Virginia. I hope you're staying safe, listeners. Two tales this week, including a long-awaited update on Chris, Natalie, and Marcia. the Kid Space Force. Also, I want to tell you a tale about the time dogs took over splendid West Virginia. Kid Space Force 8. A couple weeks ago, the Kid Space Force set out on a five-month-long mission to explore space. Areas near to, relatively, and far from, sometimes quite far, Earth. Chris, Natalie, and Marsha... The Kid Space Force Trio promised to send me updates on their adventures from time to time, and I'll be sharing them here with you on occasion. The first update comes from Chris. It was dated July 1st, 2020, and it details the first of, no doubt, many new galactic adventures.
1: Dear Professor Theo, our rocket ship, Made out of an old refrigerator box and a bunch of duct tape blasted off May 30th. First stop, the moon. It wasn't supposed to be our first stop, but I had to use the bathroom really bad. Number two. Did you know that the moon is a lot farther away than you probably think? How far is it? It is so far from Earth, you could line up all the planets in our solar system. Say them with me. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Every single one of those planets would fit between Earth and the moon. Isn't that wild? Anyway, we stopped to use the bathroom. On the dark side of the moon. The side that faces away from Earth. The undiscovered lunar country. The mysterious. And you know what we found? Aliens! green, glorious, glowing aliens. Loads of them, and they're really nice. Most of them, and they make the best burgers. We stopped at one alien diner and the burger. Oh, man.
0: I'm just going to skip ahead here, because Chris goes on and on about those burgers for a full three and a half minutes.
1: You gotta try one if you're ever up here. Anyway, we bought ten for the trip. I got to use the bathroom, I got my burger, and we left to resume our trip only to find that our spaceship had been STOLEN. It was gone. I freaked out Natalie and Marcia too. Some witnesses saw a couple alien creeps hanging out near the rocket shortly before it blasted off and headed towards Mars. So now we have to rent a spaceship from the spaceship rental place on the dark side of the moon and set off a course to explore Mars and get our original ship back from those alien thieves. And we better not get out of the ship. Crushing pressure. We wouldn't even be halfway through Mars's atmosphere before we'd be crushed to smithereens. That's all the updates for now. We'll send more soon. Wish us well
0: Best to you, Kid Space Force From all of us we look forward to hearing more. The 4th of July is in the rear view mirror now, and we are deep in the heart of a scorching summer. But the recent 4th of July festivities got me thinking, reminiscing, remembering, nostalgic for a recent 4th of July that I don't think many of my splendid neighbors will forget any time soon. It was a day of canine independence, indeed.
1: Canine Independence Day.
0: Do you know a dog's least favorite night of the year? Without a doubt, it is the 4th of July. Why would a dog not like celebrating America's birthday? It has nothing to do with the origins of the United States and everything to do with something loud and quite aggravating that accompanies many 4th of July celebrations. Fireworks. Dogs hate fireworks. Dogs of all sizes, shapes, and breeds often cower under tables and chairs as colorful, controlled bombs burst in the air over their residential neighborhoods. That all ends this year, though. The dogs all banded together to take back the 4th of July. Beagles and bulldogs teamed up to rid the town of all its black cat firecrackers. While poodles took care of the poppers. Rottweilers were on the Roman candles. And boxers hit all the bottle rockets. Mastiffs worked to drown all the M-80s before they could explode in the night. Shih Tzus took care of the snaps. They worked long and hard all through the night, and by the time the night of the 4th of July arrived, no explosive delights could be found anywhere. Kid detectives Jen, Ben, and Red were investigating, but for the first time they were unable to crack the case. Perhaps it was because Barnum, the detective dog, acting as a double agent, kept leading them astray. Pit bulls giggled. Terriers chuckled. Kid superheroes Buck Travers and Mandy Magic and Nick Newton got in on the act, too. Their super intellect needed to bring blasts of joy back into the empty nighttime air. They were no more successful than the kid detectives, though. German shepherds guffawed. Dalmatians danced with joy. The Saint Nick Squad was called in for a bit of Christmas in July fun. Nobody's better at finding lost things than the super-sneaky secret agents from the North Pole, but their frustration grew in the humid, nighttime air, unable to find a single firework. While schnauzers snickered and hounds huffed happily, the town was traversed, searched, and combed endlessly by the kid detectives, kid superheroes, the St. Nick Squad, and more. But no fireworks were ever found. No blasts were heard that night indeed. The skies stayed dark, and the neighborhood stayed quiet, silent, peaceful, serene. Except if you listened closely. You might hear dogs laughing it up, calm, cool and collected as they were, without a care or fear in the world. It was canine Independence Day. Fireworks stands soon restocked, and subsequent Fourth of Julys saw all reveling in fiery fireworks' glory, but none will soon forget. The year splendid went to the dogs, quite Literally. That's all for this week. Listeners, we'll be back soon with a hunt for the sword of awesome greatness. In the meantime, have an awesome week. Play a game. Read a book. Listen to podcasts for the love of splendid Stay in, stay safe, be good to each other. Hello, this is Risty Joy again. You've been listening to Professor Theo's Mystery Lab, which is written and read by my adorable husband, Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. Thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes. Please continue to spread the word. Also, consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening.